0: Hey everyone, I'm Todd Wayne, and filling in for Courtney Lynn today is Carrie. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Paranomaly Podcast. You're home to all things paranormal and supernatural. Coming up on this episode of Paranomaly, if you've had a spiritual awakening or maybe you've been down on your luck, perhaps you'd like to gain understanding of why certain things have happened or are happening in your life. Do you want to further your spiritual development or need help moving into a spiritual alignment with your soul's highest path and purpose, then this episode's for you. Join me as we'll be talking to Claire Hardy, who is a soul realignment practitioner. And she's helped clients from all around the world by utilizing her gifts and her skills remotely. So please tune in as she talks about what it is she does and shares some of her stories. So grab yourself a drink and a snack, turn the lights off on the way back, find yourself a nice comfy spot, and enjoy this episode of Paranomaly. Stay with us. All right, Claire, can you hear me good now? I can. All right, awesome. So how are you again tonight?
1: I'm very good, thank you.
0: How are you both? <laughs> we are doing Doing fine. very
2: well, thank you.
0: All right. Now go ahead and share us some of what it is that you do and how you do it.
1: So I started as a soul realignment practitioner in November 2020 after working in finance for 20 years felt like I needed a change. I got into spirituality probably 2018 um, after a tarot card reading, which opened my mind to all things spiritual. So reading Law of Attraction, having medium readings, uh, lots of different healings. um, And I wanted to do something like this, something that could help people. I wanted more from life. So I tried a few different things before soul realignment popped up on um, Facebook advert, actually. And so after studying it and practicing with friends and family, I saw the, the impact that those readings had and decided to take it forward. So since then, I've probably done around 100 readings for clients and friends and family Um saw the transformation value. So, yeah, stick with it and I plan to move to do this full-time at some point this year.
0: So what made you get a a tarot reading?
1: Um, So I bought a house in 2018 and everything just kind of felt like it was divine timing kind of thing. And uh, uh, I think an advert popped up somewhere for a local lady. So I went to see her and everything she said was spot on. Um, Things that were going to happen in the future she talked about my past, um, talked about people close to me, um, and she said that you're you're bored in your job. You need more. You need you, and that I'd been a witch before, been a white witch in my past lives, um, and I had a gift that I should I should use. right, like, I don't even know what gift that is. So went on a bit of a soul searching, trying to find something that that felt right to me that I could help people with.
0: And now this was how long ago was that, that you had the, the terror rating?
1: Um, that was June, 2018.
0: So you was, you was definitely looking to um,
1: looking for something, but not quite sure what.
0: Right. Right.
1: 20 years in finance, You Like, know, I don't know what my other skills are. What could I do? What do I enjoy? So, yeah. So a few years of, Trying different things, having different readings with people. And then, yeah, stumbled upon this, this course, um, which blew
2: my mind. Sounds like it. So you're actually helping people get on the right track.
1: Yeah. So so people come to me for a lot of different reasons. So some have paranormal experiences. Um, some have issues with sleeping, some anxiety. Um, Sometimes health issues, some things can be brought on uh, and can impact our health. Um, Certain thought patterns, a feeling that something's not right, Um, stuck, not being able to move forward, not being able to to get the goals that they're after. So, yeah, a lot of different reasons that someone would come to me. Sounds like you're Um, explaining me. (laughs) (laughs) It is is extremely powerful. Every reading I do still blows my mind like how accurate they are Um, and just hearing the client talk about their present life experience and it just mirrors their past lives. Sometimes it can be slightly different, but it's very, very similar. We live, because we're not conscious of who we are at soul level, we make certain negative choices over and over again. Um, I know when I did my reading for the first time, I had been repeating the same patterns for over 20 lifetimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is probably the longest repeat going on. uh, So I topped that. Um, But yeah, some clients repeat the same patterns like seven, ten lifetimes.
2: Okay, then is that considered normal? Is that on our pathway of learning of who we were?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're not trying to
2: evolution. You're not trying to stop that from happen happening. You're just trying to guide them.
1: Yeah, guide them to understand who they are. So, it's not until you're conscious of who you are, what is good and what is bad for you, uh, not what society tells you is good and bad for you.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: Because if we follow society, then some of us are going to get it wrong, and that's where the problems come from. So, we're all very different. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding what our skills are, what our gifts are, and how we can use them, and what situations we also need to look out for and avoid.
2: Mm -hmm. And how do you get that? How do you get with? Your clients, are you doing this all virtually and just asking them questions, or how are you reaching uh, into them?
1: So, so I get uh, basic information from my clients, so their their name, date of birth, and place of birth, and then I prepare the reading uh, remo- uh, in advance of a session. So I access their soul's energetic database. So I have to get their name and date of birth to make sure that I'm accessing the right person, especially if there's more than one soul mm-hmm. with the, the same name. So mm-hmm. just to make sure that it's the right record. Um, and then I have a set, uh, a set list of questions that I ask to get um, very specific information. So it's information that's going to create a transformation. Mm-hmm. Are your guides helping you with this <clears throat> or is this
2: something that you're yeah, getting on your yeah. own?
1: So my gu- so I had an attunement as part of my training, and my guide team do help me.
2: Yeah, so I was always when I
1: first. Oh, sorry,
2: I've always been interested in finding my guides and learning how to I reach out to my guides.
1: About, I do a reading on guides, mm-hmm. so I channel messages from guides, and I also find out what their gifts are, what they're here to help you with. Mm-hmm. So, so we have a team of around four to six spirit guides. Oh wow! So one we're born with our birth to death guide and then as children when we start making choices for ourselves then our higher self would hire guides
2: uh-huh. um,
1: and we pick them up gradually throughout our childhood and they're there to, to guide you to um, give you signs um, some people hear them some people um, get messages from them some, uh they have a way of impulsing you Mm-hmm. So certain, some guides might put a song in your head. So if you find you have a random song playing in your head,
2: mm-hmm. pay attention
1: to the lyrics. It might be a message.
2: Mm-hmm. And these guides aren't necessarily someone we know. They're not like a guardian no. angel. They can be anybody.
1: Yeah. So these, so this is their sole purpose. So our sole purpose is come here and to to evolve, to learn, whereas they're studying, um, they're studying karma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So basically, to be a human, it's about karma, so your choices and your consequence. Uh-huh. So everything in life is karma. Whatever action you take has got a reaction. Right. So people think of karma as something bad happening to you if you've done bad or something good happening. It's it's constant. Karma's always playing out. Uh-huh. So these spirit guides are studying karma. So they'll study your choices and consequence and help guide you in different directions, help you achieve what it is that you're you're looking to to do in your life
0: i've been uh i've been through so much my spirit guides are probably really mad
1: <laughs> <laughs> he got them lost they've learned
2: a lot they've learned a lot <laughs> very very interesting so tell me a little bit more about your medium abilities how you can connect with past loved ones
1: um uh, so i'm not trained as a medium um so i would i can connect with um spirit guides uh, i channel those messages but that's through um my guides um i haven't yeah i haven't gone down the road of mediumship
2: that's a special um, gift i'm I've guessing
1: with, yeah so there is something that our souls have so we have um we have our soul gift our soul energy that the makeup of us we also have our soul characteristics. I don't know if you've heard the term "star seed." Yes. So our soul, when a soul is created by God, by source, um, it has to incarnate somewhere for the first time. So our soul has a vibration when it's created and that determines where we can go. Everything in life is a vibration, an energy. So we have to go somewhere, incarnate somewhere for the first time that is a match to our soul's energy. And that, um, it could be any planet. So, most I don't think I've come across a single client that first place of incarnation was a planet Earth, really, so we lots of star seeds um, a lot of us incarnate on other planets. our soul is incarnated around the solar system, around the universe, parallel universes um, but then there's also some uh, skill sets that our soul picks up um, because we incarnate hundreds thousands of times on planet earth then we pick up these skill sets and i've done quite a few readings for mediums and they all tend to have the same skill set and this is around the transition so transitioning in and out of the body um and yeah every medium that i've done a reading for has this skill set so a fascination with birth and death and life transitions and even a friend of mine has this, and he's very in tune. He can hear things and see things, although mediumship is not somewhere he wants to, wants to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So
0: what's the meaning behind the brand?
1: The green light. The, uh, so, the,
0: like I'm on your website right now.
1: The, the which, shell. Yes. So I found, I found that in my local woods. I was walking my dog. I don't live anywhere near the sea. Um, and I found this shell and uh, took it home. And then I showed it to someone. they was like, you do realise the meaning of that? And I was like, no. So I looked it up. So the scallop shell, um, it has quite a spiritual meaning. So the lines that go from the outside into the centre, um, it represents the different journeys that we can take, whether that's spiritual, religion. Um, and it, it's a, all about going within. So so religion is kind It's all about learning who you are, connecting with yourself, your true self. So they're all the different roads. So I thought it was very appropriate for the work that I do.
2: I got another question here I just thought of. Back to the spiritual awakening, how do we know if we have had one?
1: So it's when you start seeing things for what they really are the veil has been lifted so it's understanding that you are a soul in a human experience not a human so you know that you are you. you understand that you're responsible for your experience hmm. um so the law of attraction so your actions create a consequence so you are responsible for your reality so there's various levels of awakening so People that have no idea of that they're a soul in a human experience or that there's life after death, any of that stuff, then Mm -hmm. they're just vibrating at the fourth dimension. So this is just the level of their mind. They're not aware of themselves above the level of their mind. Mm -hmm. And then it's once you start having an awakening, your soul starts vibrating in in the fifth dimension. So we have various levels that our soul shifts through um the fifth dimension and this is really just about understanding understanding who you are understanding the the spiritual world um that that you manifest you can manifest anything you want it's just learning how to how to do that Mm -hmm. and to be in tune with who you are and living out your divine self-expression um, but then there are even higher states of consciousness. So that's sixth dimension, seventh dimension. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, the sixth dimension is where you are fully expressing who you are in every aspect of your life. And this is where it's uh, called states of being. So you manifest everything you ever desire really easy. Life's to breeze. Fifth dimension is like... Um, a lot of learning, a lot of a lot of experiences, a lot of doing, a lot of change in your life. So the
2: majority of us are in the fourth dimension.
1: Yeah, those that are not spiritually aware are in the fourth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we can get stuck at like, uh, so it goes from 5.0 to 5.9 is uh, fifth dimension. So a lot of people can get stuck at 5.9 for 10, 20 years wow. because they... Um, they do all the spiritual knowledge, all the studying, but they don't put it into practice. So you can't change your world just by thought alone. Mm -hmm. You need to actually put action in place.
2: Mm -hmm. So do you do these spiritual awakenings online? Do you do them live? Is it something private?
1: Um, So they're individual with my clients. So once I have my client's basic information I would prepare the reading and then we would have a session on the phone or on a zoom call and go through it so it's one-on-one sessions
2: mm-hmm. so you need the information beforehand
1: yeah yeah I need to make there has been uh, instances where someone's been adopted and I needed to get the birth name as well as the adopted name because I have to confirm when I'm accessing these records that I have the right person, but, um there's no issues with me locating that soul. Mm-hmm. So that's why the information is needed.
0: And I see you do this also for, uh, for children. You can read, read I them do. as well.
1: I have done some quite powerful readings for children recently. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a client that I've worked with quite a while <clears throat> I've done readings for her two children and her son's reading so I delivered it to her, to her in the evening and the next night she sent me a voice recording saying oh my god you're not going to believe it um, I just put him to bed and he says that he doesn't feel scared anymore and he doesn't know why um, he's been scared going to bed at night um, he actually had a disruptive soul attached to him, which would have caused a lot of confusion, a lot of um, disruptive energy. But also, children are quite susceptible to, to seeing and hearing things, so he was scared by that. And she said that he's the calmest he's been in the seven years he's been been alive. So it blew my mind that the transformation can happen overnight like that.
0: Well, now, is that is it from? A spirit attachment—is that what you mean? Yeah, he
1: had an attachment. Yeah, so he had a an attachment. So attached. So souls that don't cross over, um, your ghosts. So these are where someone's had a traumatic death. They have an attachment to something on on in in their life, their family, their property. They don't want to leave. Um, so that's when they hang around. So once a a soul first uh, passes and doesn't cross over then it would need to attach to a loved one so um, a family member a friend um, because they need energy from and soul to, to stay um, they need this vital force energy um, but over time over decades hundreds of years then these souls can learn to draw energy from their environment and they can move around and then they can also be disruptive so disruptive souls are souls that have learned to move energy so they can turn the tv on they can make noises they can push things they can um create sound create shadows so although those, that paranormal stuff um is is what a disruptive soul would create
0: so a disruptive soul would be different than like um a poltergeist correct
1: yeah, I I don't know much about poltergeist, but yeah, not the same thing.
0: A poltergeist. A poltergeist. a poltergeist is basically uh, something that we create with negative oh, energy.
1: Yeah, interesting. Shall, yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> come across <a> poltergeist before. <laughs>
0: okay, I didn't mean to. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to stump you on that one. Now. Tell me about property realignment. What is that?
1: So every soul has an akashic record, but also property does as well. So I I tap into this um, and just check what negative influences are affecting a property. So we move into a house that that we haven't uh, energetic match to. So you know you, you you go in a place and you it just it's not you you don't feel it. You're not not, um, not somewhere you want to be. So it's because it's not a match to your energy. So we can move in a property, and there can be a lot of negative energy hanging from the past inhabitants. So there can be thought forms. So if someone in a house is having a lot of negative thoughts, um, got a lot of bad things going on in their life, then this energy can stay within the house. Um, there can also be souls that attach to the property. And I've seen 53 attached to one, I think is the highest. So creating a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of negative energy in the house, a lot of disruption. Um,
0: So do you find out like the history of the land that the house is on?
1: So, um, so yeah, there's, there is um, one thing that I do check. So I check whether the land was energetically assigned. So, whether it was assigned a sacred site. Um, so if, you're, if your house is built on land that was a sacred site, it may make you feel like you're a, a stranger in your own home, like you shouldn't be there, like someone's watching you, just feel a bit strange because there would have been lots of visitors to that site. So, um, so, so the land holds that energy.
0: So that could be like uh, Indian burial or it could be anything really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, there's also a burial ground that I check for and battlefields. So my property uh, is built on battlefields. There's a castle in the next village to me. And um, when land is energetically a battlefield, it creates a lot of tension. And I have noticed that since moving here about three and a half years ago, that there has been quite a lot of couples that have broken up and moved out at least 10 to 15 houses. and a lot of my friends uh, that live, my neighbors, have had uh, paranormal activity within their house. Cold, a room that's really cold, seeing shadows, hearing voices, doors slamming, things moving.
2: So where are you sending that energy then?
1: Uh, back to source. So if a soul is stuck here, then I cross it over. So it goes back to the spiritual realm so that it can move on to its next incarnation, wherever that may be.
2: And it's um, not going to come back? Can,
1: no. Not without a body. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, it goes back to the spiritual realm where um, the next incarnation is decided.
0: Now, ex- explain a little bit more about the spirit guide profile reading that you offer.
1: So I would, um, first of all, we can, we can have negative spirit guides. So I'd check for these. So as children, um, if we're dealing with a certain situation that, that's negative, that we need help with, we can also hire these guides to help us, um, uphold a coping mechanism. So if you're at school and you're bullied, we can, uh, we can hire a guide to help us with that situation. Um, so first of all, I would check if there's any negative ones. They're negative, not because they're causing you any harm, but all they're doing is upholding that coping mechanism so they're not guiding you on your path. So we would reassign a new guide to make sure that they're all helping you to move forward and evolve. Um, and then I check what each of your guides, who they are, if they have a name, if they identify as, a, as anything, um, whether that's a certain color, an appearance, a name, so any information they want to give me. Um, I also check what their gifts are. So if you have a, have a team of five, uh, five spirit guides and they all have a general theme that, that that's really what they're here to help you. Um, so our path in life is not determined. We have free will. We can choose it, which way we go. We completely change our direction, but so there is a kind of a general path that we have laid out for ourselves before we incarnate. So really finding out who they are, what their gifts are, um, also any messages that they have for you. So there have been some quite powerful messages that I've channeled for people, from people's spirit guides, things that they just needed to hear right at that moment in time. Huh.
0: So how is that different from, say, uh, life situation readings?
1: Um, so soul realignment is about your your soul's history. So looking at what past negative uh, karmic patterns are involved in, what's having an impact on you today. Um, Also things that you've created in this present lifetime. So if you are having a negative thought over and over and over and over again, this can end up residing in your mental body. So we can hold on to this for for years, for decades. Um, So things like that I, I look at. So A soul realignment is really about transformation, knowing who you are and and how you can transform. Whereas spirit guide reading is more understanding who's on your team, how they impulse you. So we're able to find out what their sign is when they want you to listen. So some people get a high pitch ringing in their ears, songs in their head. uh, They might get a twitch or something. Lots of different ways that they try to get your attention. But a lot of people are not tuned into this because we've grown up with them. So we don't pay any attention.
0: So what, so now, it's, go ahead.
1: So yeah, it's just understanding who's on your team, what they, what gifts they bring, what, um, what knowledge, what experience they bring to the team and what they want you to hear.
0: So now go on to the next one here. You have the life lessons reading. What is that one?
1: So, our souls have a tendency to make the same negative choices over and over again throughout our lifetime and this becomes part of our soul's makeup, our soul blueprint. So, a life lesson is taken on by our soul but it's more for the level of our ego, for for our human to work on. So, your life lesson is going to bring into your experience throughout your life and over multiple incarnations situations with a certain energy and it's really learning how to work with that and embrace it so it could appear as a small issue something small within your family life that that you need to work on and learn how to to really live that without the negative So it's understanding what those lessons are and to pay attention when they come up that's really going to help you evolve.
0: All right. Now, the next one you have on here is uh, chakra imbalance reading. What exactly is that?
1: So your chakras are the energetic centers within your body, um, and these link to certain organs, certain feelings, um, and within your Akashic records, so your soul's energetic database, I can check the energy levels for those. So uh, Reiki, for example, you can go and have Reiki, and it can help to try to balance your chakras, see if they're open. Um, a lot of other energy work works with, works with chakras, uh, but my reading is really to show you what energy levels are flowing through your chakras, and where you need to focus and take new action. So to get the right amount of energy flowing flowing through your chakras, it's about taking action, doing. Um, Energy healing is not always going to rebalance those. It helps, but it's all about action.
0: So what... uh now, when, when you do all this, and, and it sounds like there's a lot of steps, what is the manifesting blueprint?
1: So manifesting blueprint is, I don't get this from your soul's akashic record, this is a, I access a part of your soul's blueprint. Um, and this is really how you're designed to experience life and to create your life. So, for example, somebody could be uh very process focused. So if they are looking to get to the goal, a goal, it's all about the doing and the steps that they take. They they're more important than the end goal. So they shouldn't um have this big end vision in place because that's not how they're designed to move forward. It's about what steps can they take to get in the direction that they want to go to. Um, other people, the other side of that they need that big um, that big goal that they want. They need to be very specific with the time. They want to achieve it by what that looks like, how much money they want to make. Uh, things like vision boards are very important for souls that are outcome focused. So there, it, there's seven different measures, and there's two sides. So it's like a sliding scale, and I see where people fit. Um, it's also about certain souls that they're more internal, so they're uh, relationship with themselves is what drives them, uh, It's how they learn. Whereas other people, it's about their interactions with other people in the world.
2: Can you explain to me your thoughts on the blueprint? If we're given a blueprint, why should that be changed? I mean, I understand... I, I understand the whole thing. It's about what you want and what path you want to take. But why change that blueprint if it was already given to us?
1: So your blueprint doesn't change. It's getting back to its original blueprint. That's, that's the, the the purpose of the soul realignment.
2: Okay, so, so we get, get it back, off track.
1: Your, yeah, we, we completely mess it up. Okay. There's a lot, so many things that, w- that we damage our blueprint. So you live out your lifetime. You do all of this stuff and you don't know if it's good or bad for you Right. Um, at the end of your lifetime your soul has a vibration and all of that those choices those thought patterns become a part of your soul and that's carried to the next lifetime so it, we at the end of our lifetime all of the stuff that's happened we take it on and it's part of our soul that's why we carry it over to the next lifetime it, the slate isn't wiped clean unless we do transformational work We Mm -hmm. get to the root cause of these problems. We understand who
2: we are. Now, I might be getting off track a little bit here, but I just had another question come into my head. When we leave this soul and go on to our next life, what is the, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but what is the time? I mean, are you instantly, do you instantly leave this, body vessel we have and get put into another one or it,
1: it can be hundreds of years um so i, I don't know if you've ever read about the so time only exists on on earth right i've and always heard heaven reading, has start, no time yeah there is no time time only exists on a uh so when you start reading about it everything exists at the same moment So all of our past lives exist at the same moment uh-huh. Uh, which can really blow your mind when you start reading about it. Uh-huh. It brings so um, many questions. It does. <laughs> and it hurts your head when you start reading <laughs> uh, because we're, time is a thing. We've always known time. So uh-huh. um, so also when we're healing, we are healing for future generations, but also we're healing our ancestors because we inhe- when we uh, incarnate in a family, into a family, we inherit all their baggage the good, the bad, the ugly. So when we heal ourselves, that goes back through the generations as well as forward to future generations.
2: Okay, so just for example, throwing this out there, my stepmom recently passed. So it may be years of learning for her before she goes into another life. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: It, it, It varies for soul's, Uh, i have read a really good book the journey of souls um which was uh, a a hypnosis hypnotherapist and he ended up working on the between life so when he started uh regress like regression therapy um a lot of clients would go to the in-between state so the when they're in the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. and he just documented all that and about how it all works so we even learn in while we're up there. We're in different groups. Um, we have a soul family, which we tend to incarnate with and swap our relationships. So uh, my mother might be my daughter in another relationship in another lifetime. Right. So, um, yeah, there's so much that goes on up there. So we could go to incarnate in a different part of the universe. Um, we could stay up there and be a guide to somebody. So lots of possibilities.
0: Mm -hmm. So basically what's happening here is from the time we're born, we're, we're transitioning, correct? We're going to transition through life. And then when we die, we're going to transition into, um, to be able to, it's all
1: about shifting through states of consciousness. Okay. So So increasing. So a, Apparently, we never lose our level of consciousness. So um, whatever we gain, whatever knowledge we learn in this lifetime, we take it with us. It doesn't stop, and we don't have to go back to square one. It's a constant evolving.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I was just curious if that was, you know, <laughs> because this whole thing kind of blows my mind. It's, it's, there's a lot to, to try to know here.
1: There is a lot to it. there's even more that I haven't even got on my website yet, some new readings that I've been doing, um, which kind of bridge uh, psychology and spirituality. So um, I think it comes under my life situation reading. So um, you would come to me if you if life is full of loads of issues, you've got problems in relationships, something going on at work, something going on in the house, money issues. um, I would get all of the information about everything that's happening in your life and then i would look at what uh energetic blocks are causing causing you to attract those situations so we can take on beliefs whether that's in this present lifetime or it's a past life belief situations can leave a stamp in our soul body um we can um have negative unconscious patterns so when we're children we get learned behaviors from our parents Um, they also have an influence on us Um, even when we're in the womb, we can pick these up so yeah lots so many things that that can have a negative impact on us that we don't even realize
2: so tell us about what is your favorite reading to do what do you like to help people with the most and why
1: um i think soul realignment because it has the biggest impact so i would always recommend someone to go to that first because it's it's the biggest transformation you're going to get from a reading and that would clear um, clear everything that is having an impact on you as as you stand today so um, yeah quite a, a quite a big shift in uh, negative energies from those readings Um, And I know a lot of people that their life has changed dramatically after um, people that are no longer anxious, people that can, uh, their sleeping pattern is restored. They start attracting the life that they want. Their relationships are better. Um, Their life's more organized, less chaotic.
0: So we only went over just like a, portion of your website which is green it's green light realignment correct
1: yes that's right
0: okay and and you can be reached on uh facebook as well correct i can so like if if anybody listening says hey this is something i'm really interested in they can just reach out through facebook or your website
1: then yeah just drop me a message have a chat and work out what what's best
0: all right, that sounds good. Well, Claire, it was fantastic talking with you, and yeah, and you know, I can't wait to to talk to you again uh, on the show because you know this is something that I just there's no way I can learn it. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: so, many questions.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot just of questions.
1: Reach out if you fancy a reading.
0: Okay, we will, and you know, it's it's like. From what I understand, it is like you're not a psychic medium, but it's, you're close to a psychic medium.
1: It is like, yeah, it is psychic ability. So when I first started doing the readings, um, so sometimes you might have to get a percentage. Um, so when I first started, it was like, is it under 10? Is it under 20? But going through all the different things. Now things come to my mind straight away. That number's straight in my head. So it is definitely it is a psychic skill. you you develop. Um, And as the training, um, I've done some more training and more of that is about um, being more in tune really and and finding out from a customer and their higher self what's best for them rather than just just doing a reading. Um, It's actually understanding them and their higher self, what's best for them at that moment in time. So using more of my psychic abilities to get the best result for the client
0: yeah that's that's very interesting and you know I I thank you for trying to explain it the best you can
1: There's a lot to explain <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I'll say because it's you know there's a lot but people if they go to your website they can they can read on what it is that yeah. you do and it, it can gives message you me. Yeah, ask
1: me any questions
0: it gives you a good understanding on your website of the things you do now, it doesn't get in depth. Obviously, it would be like a novel.
1: Essays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. But, well, yeah,
1: I, yeah, there are some reviews on reviews on my website from some of my clients as well. Oh, great! Which um, and on my, I think they link to my Facebook page, so you can see them on there as well.
0: And where are you located at?
1: Um, I am in near London in in the UK.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I thank you so much for having having you here with us and explaining what it is that you do. Because thank you for inviting me. I couldn't wait to to talk to you, and I know we've had some trouble and had to put some stuff off. But I'm so glad that that you're here and you explained everything that you could uh, to the best that you could anyway. Because I most of it went over my head.
1: (laughs) A lot of technical things.
0: All right, Claire. Well, thank you so much for being on, and we will talk to you soon.
1: You take care. Thank you.
0: All right. Bye bye. Bye
2: bye.
0: All right, everybody. That was Claire Hardy, and you can reach out to her at greenlightrealignment.com, or you can find her on Facebook, Greenlight Realignment. And uh, if you have any questions, then feel free to uh, reach out to her and get a little bit of help. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And a word of caution, Paranomaly Podcast and its affiliates, their hosts, co-hosts, do not verify or check the validity of any person, team, or its members. Paranomaly Podcast highly advises that you proceed with caution when contacting any person or team before allowing them into your home or business. And a legitimate paranormal research and investigation team will never charge you a fee uh, to investigate your home. That's just... Not how it is and thank you for tuning on with us tonight and i hope you enjoyed this episode please be sure to like subscribe and follow to receive notifications of new content from when Paranomaly podcast is made available thank you very much everyone hope you have a good evening